Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Sam, how was your fourth? It was really great, Britt. Thanks for asking. Just a kind of a relaxing time. We went to Chicago, saw some friends, got to spend some time in the city, eat at all of the fantastic restaurants there, which I always miss. And we try to get there, you know, once a month or once every other month since my husband's from there. So just a really good time to be in the city. I love Chicago in the summer. How about you guys? It was good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you guys had a good fourth and Absolutely. I mean, being in Chicago in the winter wouldn't be my idea of a good time, but (laughs) (laughs) certainly in the summer, it's a good time to visit. Um, We were supposed to get rain all weekend, and luckily that didn't happen. So we were able to get out on the lake on our boat for the weekend, which was a lot of fun to just go to our you know, little hole in the wall restaurants on the lake and hang out with our friends. So it was a really relaxing weekend and got to enjoy the outdoors, which is always our way to go. Exactly. And when the weather is great, it makes a long weekend so much better. And it's funny because we said the fourth, but the fourth is really called Independence Day. And I feel like for us, the word independence is something we sort of live by and that comes up day after day with our clients. And it usually means something a little bit different. But I think when people think about becoming business owners, they really think about financial independence and not depending on that W-2. But I don't know about you, what I'm seeing constantly is the autonomy and the independence from just the constriction of day-to-day things with work and knowing that you have something else in this franchise business on the side that's working for you. And I think that we're seeing that the the majority of folks that we're working with, they are now planning for a different lifestyle for their children. How do they get them more independence to not rely on the nine to five? One of my absolute favorite conversations I'm having right now is just how many people want to buy a franchise to build something to leave a legacy to their children or to get their children involved, to even give them a different path than college. You know, college is not for everyone. And so how do you create opportunities for your kids that gives them a different level of independence than having to rely on that nine to five? I'm getting a lot of legacy business conversation too. The other thing that I am hearing consistently is I am 45 plus. I know that my corporation is possibly going to be pushing me out the door in five to 10 years before I'm ready. And so I think we're really seeing the creation of wealth prior to that. So it feels like a speed bump, not a cliff. If something like that happens, you already have this income stream ready. And you know, I would say the vast majority of our clients, they don't hate their jobs. They don't hate their lives. They're not unhappy. They're not seeking to buy a job. They're really, really looking at this as an investment strategy for their future and current independence. Yeah, 
Absolutely. How do I diversify outside of the market and real estate? And how do I in the future plan for being able to be in Mexico for a month um, and still have revenue growing and working for me and having a great team that I can pour into when I'm home? So it's really fun to talk with people about all that entrepreneurship can offer, not as just an alternative to the corporate gig, but a supplement, that long-term strategy, or again, giving your kids a different life than maybe you had. And I do think this is a really good segue into our guest today because they are helping franchisees create a different life for themselves and for their families. First, I want to welcome Patrick Sanchez. He's the Director of Development for Franchise Fastlane on Best Choice Roofing. And then we have Wayne Holloway, who is the founder of Best Choice Roofing. Let's raise the roof for these guys. (laughs) So excited to be here. Thank you guys for inviting us on. Thank you so much. Yes, we are thrilled to have you. So thanks so much for making time for us today. We always kick off the podcast with just a little bit about your background. So Wayne, I'll let you kick off if you would. How did you land in franchising? Tell us more about your background. Certainly. I mean, I just, uh, I landed here because I want to continue to grow the brand. I mean, I've, I've been in this business for 13 years now and, you know, have had large expectations for the brand to continue to grow on a nationwide level. And, you know, we've been successful at doing that as corporately owned stores. And I realized a few years ago that uh, I want to continue to grow the grant, the brand, but I don't know if my hairline is going to allow me to do it all by myself, so to speak. So (laughs) um, years ago, I I decided to to start giving some of my, uh, my employees the opportunity to have ownership stakes in some of the, uh, the branches. So, we started doing that and I started giving ownership opportunities to the guys and those are what we uh, call the affiliates now. And uh, Those guys and gals did very, very well and quickly grew their brand and uh, their branches. Some of them now have upwards of five or six branches after a few years. And that kind of laid the groundwork of, you know, I think we're on to something here that this, uh, this business model, this business plan, how we do things can easily be scalable. So, Uh, We just started years ago talking about franchising and after a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, tears and a ton of effort, we decided that we needed to engage somebody to help us represent the brand on a a national level since we don't know a whole lot about franchising, know a lot about roofing, but of course, very little about franchising. So uh, we started looking and and putting some feelers out, looking for somebody to help represent us, uh, met the folks here at Franchise Fastlane and you know, fell in love with their passion for the franchising business and said, hey, this is a a match made in heaven. Let's do it. Here we are. It's so important to find good partners. So I'm glad that you found Franchise Fastlane. And I love that history of hearing that you gave opportunities to some of your team that you really respected and trusted. So great route to start. Patrick, I'll kick it over to you. Tell us a little bit about your background in franchising. So I I definitely fell into franchising and I know that's a very common theme on your podcast, but I just really, I didn't understand the potential of it whenever I was first exposed to it. Growing up, you know, I I focused on trades like carpentry, concrete finishing. I was a wildland firefighter. And to me, franchising was just McDonald's and things like that. But a now very good friend of mine eventually exposed me to the world of sales and he hired me on at a nutrition concept. 
And before you knew it, I went from part-timer to manager, multi-store manager to regional manager. And in a blink in my late teens, my team and I were generating 6 million in annual sales while all my other friends, they're out partying. And that's when it just clicked for me. I started to realize that if you have a good model, you can be wildly successful underneath the franchise system, even if you don't have any previous business experience. And uh, because of my owners and their ability to coach and develop, they were able to take me who knew absolutely nothing and under their guidance and using the systems that the franchise were provided, we all got to the next level. And so when that really started clicking and we started getting momentum, I did what any logical person would do. And I left my little cushy job and I went and bought my own franchise and just jumped in head first. And I've now long exited the concepts, but I've been very, very fortunate to represent several franchise systems and be on both sides of the fence and Fran Dev working with founders like Wayne, as well as being a franchisee myself. So, you know, franchising, it, it did change my life. And I just love the opportunity on working on amazing brands like Best Choice Roofing and show others that same potential. And Patrick, you've been in brick and mortar. That's where you started with the nutrition concept. That's where I started as well. Same one. And so all all roads lead to Fastlane from Complete Nutrition. So <laughs> I do think, you know, we met you there and you've represented service-based brands. So can you tell us what exactly is Best Choice Roofing? What are the services? What sets it apart? And Wayne, feel free to, to jump in here as well if you want to add anything. I'll, uh, I'll definitely defer to the master here in a moment since Wayne's put all of his blood, sweat, and tears into building the model. But in its simplest form, Best Choice is a sales and marketing machine that just so happens to do roofing. You know, we focus on roof replacements, we do repairs, but Wayne's done a very good job of stripping away all the difficult pieces of the business and really making a corporate infrastructure that allows franchisees to thrive and just focusing on developing their sales team especially considering that a heavy percentage of our sales are paid for through insurance. So it's made it a, a very tremendous, simple to manage model for a very low investment as well. But it's it's really cut and dry when it comes down to the service focus. It, it truly is roof replacements. We know what we do. We're unapologetically ourselves, and that's what we focus on. But Wayne, I, I'm sure you got a lot to add to that. Oh, a ton. I could talk on that topic <laughs> for hours, but uh, I won't... Uh... I mean, we are a roofing organization, as Patrick says, but, uh, you know, we, we really focus on sales and driving revenue. Uh, we really uh, focus on helping people accomplish their financial, uh, their financial goals in life, give them opportunities for personal growth financially. We help develop people. Uh, we take care of our customers. Uh, we just are an all around great opportunity from everybody, from a, a sales rep who just started to somebody who's been with us for years. Uh, and Patrick, uh, he stole my tagline from me there. But I mean, we are a, we're a sales organization that just focuses on installing roofs, and uh, we're we're proud to be that. So I want to understand why roofs. You know, what made you pick this as the segment? Building an incredible organization with culture focused on strong sales and marketing. Why did you get into the roofing business? It was not a, not uh, not that glamorous, you know. Before roofing, I. I like a lot of salespeople or a lot of professionals just bounced around looking for the right opportunity. Um, and that's what we actually say is best choice roofing is the vehicle, you know, and I found, I found roofing, the roofing industry is my vehicle. I fell in love with it. I mean, it's, it's a simple process. I mean, at the end of the day, we interact with customers. We try to help them get something that they need. 
Uh, we help uh, get the insurance company involved to take care of that need. And then we uh, very few, very few uh, bills are attached to each job. So it's a simple process. And I fell into it because I was in the roofing business prior prior to opening up my company. I worked for a company years ago, about 14 years ago, learned the model uh, in a few short weeks. Uh, a sales manager that worked for me decided that he wanted to leave the organization. So I, I approached the guy that owned the company at the time and said, man, I'd, I'd love to be the sales manager. I think I could help you grow your brand. Uh, and I'll say that he told me no. There was some other expletivity through in there and some other uh, non-positive things that he had to say. I said, well, you know what? To heck with it. I'll just go start it up myself. And I spent about an hour and a half driving home, created the logo in my head, got home and went to work. Such an inspiring story. And so many people start with no and then uh, to heck with you. <laughs> and then they they end up really, truly founding something great. And it seems like that's what you've done here by all accounts. So you mentioned affiliates early on and giving other people in your organization the chance to own a business with you. Now, what made you decide to make that pivot into seeking out franchisees? Years ago, I had a, uh, had a guy by the name of Zach that worked for me. And, uh, you know, you always hear about that glass ceiling within an organization. And he kind of hit that glass ceiling. He went from sales to sales manager to GM to regional. And, you know, as people want to grow within an organization, I've learned that a lot of people get bored, right? It's not necessarily the fact that they don't have the next step to take. They get bored in their role. And I think that's what happened to him. So I remember he uh, he resigned from the company and I had this idea or this concept in my head prior to that. And I said, well, man, I said, before you quit and throw it all away, let's go have a beer and let's sit down and let's talk about an idea that I have. Um, and it essentially allowed him to have skin in the game, uh, allowed him to to share in the profit and the success of the organization. And it allowed me and the team that I had developed and the processes that I had developed, it allowed him to essentially have you no know, kind of like a business in a box. Um, and I told him, and I always tell my affiliates now, you guys are you're great at generating revenue. That's what you need to focus on. That's the that's the hardest part. If you can figure out how to do that and you've already proven that you can, you know, me and the team will help you with all the easy stuff, the the payroll, the the HR, contract entry, accounts receivable and all of that. And yeah, the rest is history. He did it. Everybody else said, well, golly, I, I want to do that, too. Um, but, you know, you can have too many business partners, as I'm starting to realize. So franchising kind of, you know. That's how it started. What a success story. I love to hear that you gave that one person the opportunity and then everybody kind of wanted to, to dig in. And then here you are with Franchise Fastlane. Patrick, tell us more about Franchise Fastlane. You know, Sam and I worked there. Our, our guests that listen to the podcast have heard other Franchise Fastlane team members on, but tell us more about your role and the relationship between Fastlane and Best Choice Roofing. Definitely. So I'll start with Franchise Fastlane's involvement with Best Choice because it really is a cornerstone of franchise development. At a high level, Fastlane is what's labeled as a FSO or a franchise sales organization. And our primary responsibility to the brands we partner with is to accelerate their growth with quality franchisees. And I, I emphasize that because that's a really big deal. We want to make sure everybody is well qualified and it's a good marriage within franchising. But good FSOs, they don't just accept any brand that feels it's a good concept. We have a very strenuous vetting process that I'm sure 
Wayne probably has nightmares about before we brought him on, but we need concepts and founders to check several boxes before we even consider meeting with them. So for example, with best choice roofing, like Wayne was speaking to prior to franchising, he already established a proven scalable model. He has it in 40 locations spread across 14 states. They've been named as top producers several times by well-known distributors. They've got proprietary product, exclusive agreements. They have average revenue in the millions, a call center. They have a development team that's ready to handle growth and get locations open. And all of those things are absolutely amazing. But that's probably a third of the boxes that we required Wayne to check off before we brought on a best choice roofing. And so whenever we look at the brands in our portfolio, we get behind brands that we feel are best positioned for franchisee success. And then that's where my responsibility as a director of best choice comes in. I'd say it's a little bit of twofold. I need to critically view if best choice is the right fit for the candidate and if the candidate's the right fit for best choice. And I know that they sound like that they're one and the same, but they are definitely not. I could talk forever about the journey of a candidate discovery process, but to summarize it, I'll provide our candidates with every bit of information they need to determine if best choice is a good fit through a detailed exploratory process, all with the goal of sponsoring them for a confirmation day. And that's the final step in my discovery process before Wayne and team says, yes, we think these individuals are an excellent fit. We think they are going to be successful within this model. And let's go ahead and award them that territory and bring them on as a franchise partner. As far as my responsibility to best choice, it, it is similar but it's to make sure that my candidates qualified financially, they're a culture fit, business experience, and they have the drive to implement a process. You know, Wayne's been able to build this amazing business model, and he's also been able to identify a very specific avatar that is successful in that business model. So I, I weed through everyone, and we help identify that individual that is going to be successful. So with Best Choice using Franchise Fastlane as an FSO, I'll handle the vetting and approval process for candidates, so in that way, Wayne and team, they can focus all their time and resources on actually getting franchisees open, operational and successful. So now I'm on the edge of my seat. What type of franchisee are you looking for, for best choice roofing? You got to tell us, you're leaving us hanging. <laughs> so the, the first one's definitely a common one and it's individuals that can follow a process. You know, a surprising amount of franchisors, they don't really have the proven model yet, or perhaps it's been proven locally, but they're unsure how to properly scale systems in different states or different economic areas, different seasonality and so forth. And with Best Choice, I swear they have documented every system, outcome, issue and process. They've thrown it into a flow chart so we can tell you exactly what the outcome of the specific conversation is going to be. And they've just been able to identify what works. And so for that reason, we really need individuals that are going to follow that process, put their head down and execute. We're not looking for early adopters. We're not looking for innovators. We want that empire and enterprise building mentality that can lead and direct a sales team and implement our processes and blow our current average systems sales out of the water. I think that's a really good point because if you want to reinvent the wheel, go start your own business from scratch. I always say franchising is not right for everyone. You have to want to follow a system, see the value and the support that you're going to get. Enjoy being at conferences and joining regional mixers and all of that. I mean, that is the beauty of franchising. 
if you guys would walk us through a little bit more about the day in the life of a franchisee, the biggest thing that we see when we present service-based concepts is people automatically assume I've got to hang the gutters. I need to install the roof. Tell us more about what the actual day in the life may look like. Yeah, the uh, the day in the life of a franchise is, uh, as we said earlier, we're a sales organization that just happens to install roofs. So a day in the life of a franchisee is, is a revenue-minded individual, somebody who understands that to, to increase your revenue, you have to have more leads. In order to have more leads, you have to have more salespeople. In order to have more salespeople, you have to, of course, recruit more. So uh, the average day should really be focused on on finding the people to help attain your revenue goals. The, the simplistic model that we have allows that person to focus on that because we don't we don't install our own roofs. We use uh, vetted and insured subcontractors that perform all the labor. We don't uh, we don't handle stock uh, or deliver any materials. We've got relationships with national produ- uh, national providers who will deliver the materials to the job site the day of or the day before. So it's, it's a very simple process that should, if it's done right, allow the franchisee to focus on driving revenue and uh, and focus on taking care of his or her people. Uh, again, the, that's one thing that we've excelled at is, is, is figuring out how to create a culture inside the organization that allows people the opportunity to, to grow and to make good amounts of money and to feel good about themselves and, and, and provide a service that people need. Um, and so focusing on the people and focusing on their growth will also help you know, increase the revenue growth of your own franchise. And there's two things that I want you to expand on in there because over and over again, I talked to people, I had a call with a guy in Florida today and he said to me, I'm worried about finding people. So it's really interesting that you use kind of that subcontractor model. So how do you help franchisees identify the folks that actually do the installation? And then second thing, Sam and I say that our husbands every night at the dinner table, my husband's in the tile business, her husband's in the ice cream business, and all we hear about is supply chain. So can you share a little bit more about how you're helping your franchisees with supply chain for the materials? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the supply chain goes, I mean, we are seeing an impact. I mean, who isn't? Uh, however, you know, the relationship that we have with, uh, with Owens Corning and with our national distributors you know, we were a great customer before the supply chain issue. So they're cognitive of that and want to try to help take care of us through this supply chain issue. Um, so I would be lying if I said that it hasn't impacted us at all. But Owens Corning has done a phenomenal job of helping make sure that we get the materials that we need. You know, we have a, uh, a co-branded material with them that nobody else can get their hands on. They've done a phenomenal job of making sure that we have that for each and every single one of our jobs across 15 states, you know, our distributors, again, because of the relationship that we have on a national level. I mean, if you started a roofing company today without the logo on your chest and walked into a uh, a distributor and said, hey, I want to start buying material. I mean, unfortunately, they're probably not going to be too willing to help you because, I mean, who are you? I've never heard of you before. So being able to walk into the distributor with that logo on your chest and those people knowing that we've had a relationship with them for years and years before this gets your foot in the door uh helps make you important and they realize that we're loyal to our vendors and our distributors so they know that we're going to be loyal after the supply crane uh, supply chain crisis and and to touch base on the labor too 
it's amazing. I've uh, since we've started doing this franchising and we've started talking to people who've not been in the industry. That is actually one of the most commonly asked questions: is how are you finding labor? And I tell you, I, up until the last few months, I've never even really thought about it that much because we don't have any issues finding labor uh, at any given moment. I mean, we're not the only person installing roofs. I mean, roofing is going on uh, before the labor crisis. It'll be going on after the labor crisis. As a matter of fact, I mean, finding the labor is easy. I tell all of my, when we go open up a new branch, my GM sometimes will say, well, how do I find a new crew? Well, what do you need to find a new crew for right now? You haven't sold any roofs. Let's go, let's go sell something and then we'll easily be able to find a subcontractor. It's, uh, when we, when we hire for subcontractors, if we've done a good job selling and producing revenue, it's easy to point to a wall and say, that's why you want to come work for us. Cause I've got 30, 40 jobs on the books and I need somebody to help me get these taken care of. So the bigger and the quicker that your revenue and your job sales grow, of course, the easier it becomes to find subcontractors. You guys have done such a good job, it seems, of streamlining so many things. And Patrick said it earlier, but a lot of franchisors feel like they're ready or they think they have all of the things dialed in. And then you line them up next to other franchisors that truly do. And so many of the things that are missing are exposed. And I'm just, it's very exciting to me to listen to you guys talk about this and really the things that our franchisees are looking for. It seems that you truly do have that dialed in. So I would love to know, I'll start with you, Patrick. What is your personal compelling reason for franchising? You know, I would say, uh, <laughs> I was itching for you to ask that kind of question. Um, it's it's life changing. Um, you know, you guys were were opening up the conversation today, and and you were talking about independence and how that transfers into independence with your life when you have a franchise that helps create autonomy, and so you can have freedom within time to spend it with your friend with your family. You have financial freedom, so that way you're not at concern whenever an emergency happens or anything that could drastically sway the course of the positive direction you were moving in and the freedom to take care of your family and give them higher education experiences by traveling or whatever it may be. And so for me, that's why I just get so fired up when I have an introductory call with the candidate. We don't know if we're a good fit. They don't know if we're a good fit for them. And it's just so much fun being able to navigate that because my goal with every single conversation I have you know, selfishly, I think Best Choice Roofing is one of the top franchise opportunities out there. But as long as I can impact that individual enough to help them identify what is a good fit, if it's not Best Choice, at the end of the day, I've, I feel like I've done what I'm passionate about to just show them that opportunity and show them what's accessible. Well, that gave me goosebumps. That is, <laughs> that's exactly what you want to hear somebody say that does this day in, day out. And sometimes you have to say, I don't think franchising's for you at all. And that's okay mm -hmm. too. You can be independent of the franchise industry <laughs> completely, sir. <laughs> so Wayne, I would love to hear your personal compelling reason for getting into franchising. Yeah. I mean, it's the, uh, the, the love of the brand has been, you know, has been the most compelling reason. And I don't mean that selfishly. It's just, it's amazing to watch the brand grow and to watch the people grow within the organization, be provided the opportunity. You know, we've we have done a great job before franchising of scaling this business model into different states and different cities, different demographics, different income levels. And we've done a very good job of being successful everywhere we go. And in order to do that, I mean, we have had to document, as Patrick has said, just about everything. I mean, it's we this week we had a uh, had a meeting with all of my partners, my affiliates and 
we get together about twice a year and just kind of go over some things. And one thing that we've been working on in the last few months is recruiting goals and baselines. So we literally can tell, uh, you know, a new affiliate, a new franchise, anybody who wants to know a new general manager, a sales manager, the expectations of recruiting. You know, if you post uh, X amount of ads, be expected to get X amount of people apply, be expected to have to make this many outbound calls, be expected to set this many interviews, have this many people show up to training. And we're able to track those numbers and baselines from the beginning to the end of the recruiting process. The same with the, the sales process. I mean, we know because we've tracked for years how many customers you have to interact with in order to get a deal signed. And, and I think that's one of the most compelling reasons as well that we've decided to do franchising is because, as Patrick says, is if you're if you're willing to follow the process and not reinvent the wheel, we have literally documented just about everything that you can. I mean, the goal is to make this a, a plug and play opportunity for somebody. And uh, I'm just excited to give other people the opportunity to do it. I love that you talked about what your personal compelling reasons are for being in franchising. Patrick, I want to ask you one other question. What do you think? You've you've worked with some incredible brands in the franchise system. Fastlane interviews over 100 brands a year to see if they want to bring them on, and they typically bring on 5% of those. So what do you think is the most compelling thing about Best Choice that people are moving forward with this concept? So I'm going to divide that up into to two different sections. So focusing on the roofing space exclusively, we are entering the franchise world as the largest roofing concept in the nation. I mean, this immediately allows franchisees to leverage brand awareness. They have social proof and reviews. So in other words, you know, we are the 800,000 pound gorilla in the room. We're not going up toe to toe against somebody else. And Owens Corning, like Wayne was talking about, they are the main manufacturer of shingles and roofing materials. And they have named us as a top producer over seven times. And they've gone as far as partnering with us on a product that no other roofing contractor has access to. And Best Choice HQ, they've also developed a phenomenal inbound and outbound call center. We're actively placing appointments on franchisees' calendars. And through our distributor relationships, material and warehouse storage, that's not needed. So that greatly reduces overhead, which is just a breath of fresh air since you don't have that huge overwhelming cost as far as lease space is concerned. But in speaking with candidates, I mean, they love the simplicity that's been created here. I mentioned earlier that, you know, Wayne, throughout all of his trial and error, he's been able to strip away all the complex pieces for the franchisee that typically acts as liabilities against profits. So that leaves a model where the franchisees are the CEO, the sales and marketing engine that just so happens to do roofing. And on validation, you know, this is also a, a very important piece, of course, of running a business. It has to be profitable. So in our item 19 and on validation, there are wild numbers being shared. System-wide, we show 3.8 million in gross sales, and we've documented a year one average ramp up of 2.2 million. In year three, we're coming in at 3 million, or year two, we're coming in at 3 million. And honestly, just the, the numbers are something to get excited about. And there's so many other points, like on the technology front, partnerships, even looking at the way our initial investment structured and earning potentials that I'd love to give away but I can't share all the secrets live. So your listeners will have to speak with me and Wayne to get the details, but that's more on the roofing side. When you look at the service space, you know, there's a lot of models that are out there. And like Wayne was sharing, we focus on subcontracting the roof or the work and a vast percentage of our sales are paid for by insurance, which translates into smaller teams, 
We don't need a crew of 20 techs in order to do 15 million in sales, a lower initial investment also since there's no equipment requirements and practically a glass ceiling of earnings potential. And we're definitely recession resistant. And I'd say arguably virus proof as well on all accounts, which I know is a huge topic. We're a needed surface. The roof is the largest asset of the home. So when you look at other service-based businesses, they tend to be purely cosmetic services or something that's more of a, a want versus a need. And Wayne's identified a great space. He's been very intentional on how he's poised best choice. And so it's really been able to, to saturate both the benefits of why should I join this franchise and also how does this franchise compare to other brands? And he's really made a, a unicorn of a franchise concept. Well, you really had me captivated at wild numbers, but everything before that and after that was fantastic. I'm going to be putting a territory check in for my home market. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany and I, our, our husbands do joke pretty often, like you normal people want shoes and bags. If you send me one more email about another business you want to buy, <laughs> it's not happening. So we're committed to no new businesses in 2022, but fingers crossed <laughs> in 2023. So- you guys have really, I mean, so much passion surrounding the roofing business and just so many exciting pieces of this that I think I know we're writing down and really taking note of that are, are so important to business owners. I would love to know from both of you, and Wayne, I'll start with you, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? I've pondered that question since I knew that question was coming, and I'm not sure that I can narrow that down. Um I will say that the, the the hot topic for me for the last few years has been, uh, and I've heard it from several people, um, Grant Cardone has put a video out stating that. As a matter of fact, Mark Cuban has said the same thing. Most people spend their whole life trying to figure out something that they're good at. Um, and when you find it, give it everything that you have. Um, and what I mean by that is, I mean, I growing up in high school through uh, college, my, my very short tenure in college, I never once told somebody when they asked what my aspirations were in life. I never said I want to own a roofing company, right? I mean, that was never what I said. I fell into roofing, fell into this industry. I, I realized that, you know, it is the right vehicle for me and my family's success. And I just give it as much effort and as much as we call it gas to that vehicle as you possibly can. So I don't know if that's the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten in my entire life, but it dang sure has been a, uh, an impactful piece of advice that we've used throughout the company for the last few years. I love that. I think that that's so fantastic and you should do something that you're good at. So good for you for really pursuing that and now getting the opportunity to help so many other people pursue something that they're fantastic at as well. Thank you. Thank you. Patrick, I will pass it to you. What is the best piece of advice that Bobby Brennan has ever given you? I'm just kidding. That's his boss. <laughs> How did you know and I was going to bring up Bobby <laughs> Brennan? <laughs> no, he's he's going to love this one. So mine kind of kind of pales in comparison to Wayne's. But you know, when I when I have any kind of difficulty, my fiance hates it when whenever there's any kind of conflict. You know, I gotta I gotta slow things down. I have to look at each little segment, each little piece, and try and figure out the why on what got, got me to this point and this position and this conversation. And so I, I try and take all of that and instead of making it more complicated, just oversimplify it, which the best piece of advice Bobby ever gave me was don't sweat the small stuff. And so in any situation I run into, I just, I try to oversimplify it. It doesn't matter if I had a tree fall on my house. It doesn't matter if my car just broke down, whatever it may be. 
you know, I, I'm going to do the action that I can do about it within that moment. And if I've done everything possible, there's no reason to stress about it or sweat over it because I've done everything that's possible. So especially in, in business ownership, you know, we, we speak with a lot of folks that they're making the jump. It's the scariest thing they've ever done in their entire life. I think some folks take this uh, very delicately and uh, they should, and some don't. Some just uh, look at it very abhorrently, like it's not a big decision, just jump in and do it. And I, I think when you look at franchising and if you don't have, um, you know, maybe you didn't think you had the skill set, or maybe you didn't think you had the passion for it, you're going to jump in, you're going to hit adversity and just don't sweat the small stuff. Just keep applying the model that the franchisor has created and it'll help you lead to success. Such an amazing piece of advice for all things, not just business, not, I mean, not sweating the small stuff is really, really huge and imperative in making it out of business ownership mentally sound for sure. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and so much of the knowledge and really helping us understand this amazing concept. Well, thank you very much for having us. Yes, thank you. It's great to see you guys. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath. Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.